friends, welcome back, you lovely, lovely people, to a long overdue episode of the podcast of the Spirit Channel. This episode obviously is part two of um, the origins of Christmas and Christ. Um, I guess the first thing to say is that uh, for anyone who has been waiting on this, I can only apologize. Um, I do feel your pain because it was never my intention to to leave it this long. Um, There were a number of complications along the way, life being one of them, and distractions being another. Um, Unfortunately, there were, uh, or there was nothing that I could do to remedy this. Um, And then every time that I sat down to um, revise this, I found that, there were more or there was more information that I really wanted to to add to this to do it justice and um, it is such a big topic um, and Jesus Christ is such a divisive figure across the world um, in that uh, he is highly associated with Christianity and the Catholic Church and there are obviously many people um, a vast majority of people who have no idea about um, who he truly was, his origins, um, or even believe in him. So, uh, based upon my knowledge uh, of what I knew, I really needed to flesh this out. Um, I really wanted to dive into depths to it, to really get as much information as I knew uh, about him, um, and a few little bits and pieces that I that I didn't quite know. But it was just trying to collate all of this information together and for that I needed to, to actually look things up to, to jog my memory. So it, it kind of grew and grew and grew. On top of that, um, there have been two field attempts to, um, to record this. The first was a flash in the pan, if you like, attempted uh, doing a video podcast, which didn't go quite well. Um, I know some of you out there have been waiting on me to to potentially do a video podcast, but it's not going to happen with this episode, I can tell you. Um, There were a number of complications and I I didn't think it out. Like I never do. I throw myself into things without testing things out. It didn't work out. The second attempt ran to, um, there's at least two hours, if not more, worth of recording, but um, this was done on the exact same day as the video. Um, and ultimately, I sat too far away from the microphone and it is a terrible noise. I was not happy with it. Um, so here we are again uh, with this attempt, but I feel a bit more... Um, a bit more versed in it, a bit more um, experienced in, in doing this podcast. So hopefully there will be a lot less uh, interruptions, a lot less pauses, um, as I, I kind of know what way I want to go with it, know what way I want to talk about it. And hopefully it'll be a bit shorter than the two hours 30. So let's begin, shall we? Um, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ. Um who was he? What was his name? What does his name even mean? Well, the first thing that we need to look at is, is the word Jesus. 
Jesus is a, um, a very English Latinized um, form of uh, the original Hebrew name. His original Hebrew name, uh, as what he was known, was Yahashua. Yahashua. Uh, it looks like Yahshua or a, a, an extended version of Yahshua when you when you read it, but it's pronounced Yahashua. Um, an abbreviated, uh, more sort of common form of that is Yeshua, and that's the that's the um, that's the version that I try to to use myself rather than Jesus. Um, it may seem silly, and ultimately, it, it would never matter to um, to an entity who was uh, who we call Jesus, but it just seems to be a bit more truer. And when we when you look at this person and when you look at um, and you begin to understand who he truly was, you try to you try to stick to um, the original uh, facts about him as closely as possible. So, um, as I said, I, I prefer Yeshua. Um, Yahashua uh, is, is, is the original Hebrew name for him. On top of this, um, even if uh, he was uh, addressed, People back in those days um, associated one's father um, with 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 their offspring, so potentially would have would have tended to um, address them um, not by a surname, but by uh, their father's profession or by their father's name. So in this way, Yeshua or Yahashua or Jesus would have been addressed as Jesus or Yahashua, the son of Joseph. So Jesus, son of Joseph, or Jesus, the carpenter, as this was his profession, his father's trait. Um, so that would have been made up the first part of his name. Christ is, is, is a bit more commonly known. Um, I'm sure most people or some people will have heard of this. Christ Christos. Christ is not a surname. Let's get that out of the road. It is not a surname. Christ is a title. It is a title. Um, and it is Hebrew for anointed or Messiah. So this, uh, this anointed or Messiah, so we can say Jesus the Christ, Jesus the anointed one, or Jesus the Messiah. And so, and this uh, this um, this title, um, this titling of, of someone, um, we can see this is where the origins of uh, people um, or, or people would have got their their surnames that we know of today. Um, I'm not too sure, but I think perhaps the more modernized version of this um, may have may have originated in in perhaps uh, England or Britain. Um, we think of the, the surnames of people by their professions. I've just named Carpenter. Um, I guess Karen Carpenter, the, the late great singer, would have been one of them. But anyone who's named uh, Plumber or Mason or anything like that there, um, like I've struggled to think, but look, there, there are countless ones out there. They're just, they're just very common examples. We can see that these... Um, are actually titles of people's names, and this is where the original surname would have came from, the original idea, but it stands back into Hebrew days, into Jesus' days, if not further, 
of um, titling someone, and in this case, Christ, as I said, means anointed or Messiah. Where this title came from, there is a bit of uh, disagreement on it. Some people or some scholars will say that uh, Jesus was um, bestowed this title by his apostles, his disciples, those who, who knew of him. They would have anointed him, or sorry, they would have called him the anointed one of the Messiah. And then there are some who say that Jesus uh, took this title upon himself uh, to, to, not to, um, not, not out of arrogance or not out of a sort of ego or a sense of entitlement to, to distinguish his relationship with uh, the Almighty to um, state that uh, he comes in the name of the Almighty. But as I said, there's a bit of dispute about who um, actually, who was, who was the bestowed this title upon him. And Jesus, uh, Jesus the Christ, uh, or Yeshua, also shares um, a title for a name um, as the, 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 the other great uh, figure in, in history, um, Sir Arthur Gautama, Gautama, Sir Arthur Gautama, um, more commonly known as the Buddha, but Sir Arthur Gautama would have been this person's original name. Buddha is again another title. Buddha meaning um, enlightened one. So enlightened one simply um, means someone who has obtained the state of enlightenment. And so Buddha would have been this person's name and there have been many, many Buddhas. So we can sort of begin to see just by the small bit of uh, information as to um, how today we, we don't think of these names. We think of them as just um, these individual names, but there were actually titles to, to bestowed or, or um, named by themselves to um, um, establish a, a, a differentiation between, I guess, the lay person and someone who had um, uh, obtained a state of self-realization, shall we say. Now, the other thing to um, discuss here, another thing in, in common with, uh, with the Buddha and many other um, uh, enlightened figures, many other masters, um, and when I say masters, I also mean mistresses, but masters as in um, both um, both feminine and both masculine or both female and male enlightened people. Um, but getting sidetracked there. Uh, this refers to the Christ consciousness. I don't know how many people will have heard of that. I'm sure most people listening to this podcast will have heard of this Christ consciousness. It is a, a, a sort of recent um, term, um, sort of maybe a term in the New Age community, a Christ consciousness, um, and it's widely used today. Um, and this is to differentiate between um, Jesus, the person, and the consciousness that they obtained. You see, um, far from being the, the only son of God who um, was, was God in, um, 
in human form as the Christian um, teachings um, believe shares more in common, I guess, with um, the Muslim religion um, definition of him that he was a prophet, that he was not the only prophet. Um, and this is very much true, um, that he was not the only son of God, he was a prophet um, who came after the prophet um, Moses, um, but came before the, the prophet Muhammad, who um, Islam uh, reveres as, as the, the most holy of the prophets. But anyway, Christ consciousness is 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 a a, a term a um, it's a way of uh, differentiating the man Jesus because he was very much a man. He was very much an ordinary human being who obtained this uh, this highly exalted, this highly rarefied, um, highly evolved state of consciousness. Um, that allowed him to do what he did. And in this way, he once again shares this in common with um, the person that we know today as, as the Buddha or the most, um, or, or perhaps the oldest Buddha, um, Siddhartha Gautama, um, to say that he also was an enlightened figure. He, he obtained this state of enlightenment that allowed him to do these uh, miraculous um, feats, but also to, to teach um, great truths upon this earthly plane. So in this way, we may also say that um, Jesus, like Siddhartha Karama, was also a Buddha. And we'll find more information um, and more um, crossovers between these two um, great figures in history, the more we get into this podcast. So with that out of the road, with, with the origins of his name and how he was an ordinary man who obtained the state, state of consciousness and became a, a Buddha, if you like, um, we, we need to look at uh, some of the um, perhaps... Not, not myths, but in some way myths that have grown up around them that have allowed um, people to um, to to uh, to say um, to oh, um, to to draw parallels. Let's just say between Jesus and many of these other um, great mythical. Um, gods and exalted um, figures in our past um, and because of this um, as I said there has grown up this um, this sense and this uh, this sense of disbelief um, that he was not uh, a real figure that he was a mythical figure um, who did not actually exist. The problem with Jesus um, as opposed to the Buddha and perhaps Muhammad is that there does not appear to be any um, actual physical evidence for his existence um, upon the, this earth. None, none, that, uh, none of that we actually know or none that um, has certainly been made public. 
um, that we know of anyway. Um, and by that, I, I mean there, there, there does not appear to be any um, uh, portraits of him. There are no nothing written in his, his hand. Um, there are no podcasts um, or selfies with, with him. Um, but on top of that, you know, there's no actual evidence that you know he the cross that he died on or um, uh, the, the manger that he was supposedly born in or you know his his, his old house um, or any of these things. Um, now that's not to say that um, this may sound contradicted that there is none because. Um, there are certain artifacts out there that um, are reportedly uh, purportedly to um, be uh, fragments of uh, of um, of things associated with them. I myself have actually come into contact with some of these um, artifacts. Um, I I recorded um, a small pieces of, of video and um, which I, I turned into a blog post of a Russian Orthodox priest who I befriended um, who showed me um, some of these incredible artifacts um, that are uh, of the Christian faith and also of the, the um, uh, well, of the Christian faith, um, but also of the, the the Catholic faith as well. But one of these artifacts, um, if you perhaps go to my YouTube um, channel, you'll you'll see a few videos of um, Terence and his amazing artifacts. But um, he has these artifacts, and he showed me them, um, which are purported to be pieces of the whole of the the, the thorn, the crown of thorns that um, was impressed into Jesus' head and pieces of, um, of the nails that were apparently driven into his hands and feet um, and pieces of uh, the sponge that was used to dab his blood and tears. Um, incredible, absolutely incredible to, to imagine that these artifacts could actually be real but um, I said the the person in general who has these obviously is a, a, a Russian Orthodox priest and um, he truly does believe these they um, are stamped by the Vatican um, I was not able to, to unfortunately hold them or get any impressions of them I don't know um, after thousands of years whether I would have got any impressions of them but um, as I said he certainly believes that they are genuine and um, there is a, a power in, in the belief in an object um, it doesn't necessarily um, have to, to mean that these have to be genuine articles um, of what it is that you're trying to, to channel but there is a power to be had in a belief um, that comes from, from objects like this but um, anyway uh, as I said, it's it's entirely down to your free will whether whether you believe there there does um, appear to be any existence or there is any existence of of um, Jesus Christ or um, whether there are anyhow um, before I get sidetracked, but 
So a lot of the um, information, a lot of the um, links that uh, Jesus shares um, with other deities, with other so-called gods, with other um, uh, great um, figures of the past and legendary people are or have allowed people to um, dispute um, his very existence. And one of these um, is that uh, there are there are numerous articles and books on this that um, far from being a real person, um, Jesus, as a matter of fact, is, an, is, is a solar deity. Um, he's a sun god. Um, and that all of the uh, facts that surround um, him today um, can be attributed to astrological uh, astrological um, events and astrological um, phenomena. Um, the fact that, um, or the, the theory that he's a sun god is that uh, his date of birth, the 25th of December, and the 25th of December, um, as hopefully some of you will know from my previous podcast about the origins of Christmas, um, is really a celebration of, uh, or an extension of the celebration of the winter solstice. The winter solstice falls around the 21st to the 22nd of December each year, and it is the shortest day of the year. So it is the darkest, shortest day of the year, and many um, ancient pagan um, cults, um, and even uh, up as far as uh, the Roman, um, if not later, the Roman, um, the Romans, let's just say, um, would have celebrated this, uh, uh, perhaps not this this day, but the days after, um, and their feasting would have led into um, a few days up until the, the 25th of December, but the 25th of December they also worshipped, um, uh, oh god I can't remember now, but they, they, they also worship, worshipped another god, but the point of this is, is that the 23rd, 2nd of December, uh, 21st, 22nd of December is the shortest day of the year, so any day after that, the first day after that, means that the days start becoming longer, so more light starts to come into the world and the darkness starts to recede. So we may say that um, we, what we are witnessing or what is happening to the world is um, the death of uh, the sun up until the 22nd of December and then the resurrection of the sun after the 22nd of December. So the death of the Son of God and the resurrection of the Son of God. So God's Son or the Son of God. And so by this um, uh, well not well established, but by this um, universal fact, um, these um, has allowed, or this this has uh, allowed scholars, um, professors, and um, researchers to to say that um, 
Jesus was not an actual fact, a, a um, real person, but um, is a, a symbol of the sun. Um, and also the fact that uh, we also see many other, um, as I mentioned, gods, deities, um, great um, legendary um, figures in history have also said to be sun gods, worship the sun gods and share many of the um, characteristics that are associated with Jesus. And most, if not all of these figures um, predate the story of Jesus. So we have legendary gods and figures such as Mithras, Osiris, Dionysus, Hercules, uh, Horus, um, and Attis. Um, all these, these these historical figures and gods, um, many of these, if not most, were all said to have shared the 25th of December as a birthday or a day in which they are acknowledged to have come into the world. Um, there are many uh, documentaries and, and websites out there that will um, draw parallels between the Jesus story and many of these other um, gods. Um, on top of that, um, there are also uh, many of these same um, deities um, who are also said to have shared a virgin birth in the same way that uh, Jesus did. Um, these include Horus, Addis and Dionysus and um, were all said to have been born of a virgin birth um, are all said to um, and many more um, perhaps not have shared a virgin birth but um, were uh, certainly um, have, have no father or have no um, named father um, I think also uh, even Buddha himself is, is said in some quarters to have been born of a virgin uh, and even some of these um, gods and deities um, we, uh, Buddha um, in, in particular is said to have been born on, of the virgin Myra or Maya um, and others such as um, the, uh, the, the, the Greek god Mercury is said to have been ver born of the virgin Mia so once again parallels with um, the story of Jesus and um, the Virgin Mary. So we can see um, how through down through the years that uh, a lot of these uh, the facts that are attributed to Jesus actually predate Jesus and um, are associated with, with other figures. Um, on top of that uh, we have um, We have uh, some of these these gods were also said to um, have a, their births were accompanied by stars, meteors, heavenly lights, um, Osiris and Mithra, I believe, um, are, are ones that um, these astronomical, astronaut, astronomical, astrological um, phenomena are said to have accompanied their birth. Um, we can also see that uh, the Roman god or the Persian god Mithra, um, who was also born on the 25th of December, uh, I think shared a virgin birth, 
was uh, accompanied by shepherds and Maggie, which are uh, magical men, and perhaps wise men, who came bearing gifts to his birth. Jesus also shares parallels with the uh, Hindu god um, and the um, Hare Krishna god Krishna, Christ Krishna. Um, the state of consciousness that Jesus had, the, the Christ consciousness, is also associated with Krishna. It is called Krishna consciousness. And later on in the, the, the podcast, I will, will draw more parallels um, with Krishna and Christ and show how uh, the relationship between Krishna and Christ once again. So again, because of all of this uh, misinterpretation and all of this um, attribution um, and assimilation of earlier pagan gods um, into, into Christian mythology, um, it has uh, allowed um, and, and also um, perhaps not allowed for some people, but it has uh, devalued the, the, the story of Jesus um, and has certainly um, cast a lot of doubt on his actual um, reality um, as a human being in this world. Now, another a uh, very real figure that um, Jesus is associated with and said to be. And once again, there are books and evidence that, um, that, that draw parallels between this person and uh, the story of Jesus. Is uh, the Roman Emperor Julius Caesar. Um, there are a lot of uh, similarities between the story of Jesus or the facts of Jesus and Julius Caesar and again it has allowed people um, to, to draw parallels and state that um, the story of Jesus originates with Julius Caesar. Let's look at some of the facts of this. Um, Caesar, uh, well Jesus, let's start with Jesus. Jesus started his career in Galilee if you like, um, where Caesar began his career in Gaul. Um, Jesus crossed the River Jordan, where Julius Caesar crossed the um, Rubicon River. Jesus, um, his rival, could be said to be Herod. Herod wanted to put to death, um, or Herod was given information to suggest a new king was going to be born into the world, um, which was going to threaten his uh, his kingship, um, and he obviously put to death um, so many firstborn children um jesus thankfully escaped that um outcome um but obviously it was it wasn't it was fated um that this was not going to be um otherwise we would not be sitting discussing the the story of jesus now um julius caesar's rival um was pompey um jesus uh is said to have a relationship with um, mary magdalene or magdalena um, and Jesus, uh, sorry, Julius Caesar had a relationship with the Egyptian um, Egyptian pharaoh or the Egyptian pharaoh's wife, um, Cleopatra. Perhaps not their wife, but um, I'm not actually hundred percent certain with her whether um, uh, whether or not um, women would have become pharaohs. That's that should have really um, raised herself. Fact. Apologies about that. 
Um, so this uh, this is a very interesting fact regarding um, Jesus' relationship with Mary Magdalene or Mary Magda- or Magdalena. Perhaps not a lot of people know this, um, and it's certainly been scrubbed from the the, the Christian and um, uh, Bible. Um, in this uh, Bible, Mary Magdalene is noted or portrayed as a pure prostitute who Jesus takes pity on. But um, there is a lot of uh, information out there um, to suggest that um, Magdalena or Mary Magdalene was was not how she was uh, portrayed in this Bible. So there is information out there to suggest that uh, Mary Magdalene was an initiate into the cult of Isis. Isis being the Egyptian goddess and that uh, Jesus formed a relationship with her and Magdalena or Mary Magdalene um, taught him the, the, the art of sex or tantric sex or sex magic um, which is a, a topic um, for perhaps a later later podcast um, but let's just say that uh, uh, this sex magic um, is, is, is a much different form of um, sex that we would think of today. Um, it obviously has a, 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 a part to it. It is a, a magic is performed um, during the union of it. And um, the tantric art of it is it has much in common with the raising of the Kundalini um, and part of uh, self-realization. Uh, another um, or some other information out there is uh, suggests that uh, Jesus, um, in his relationship with Mary Magdalene, taught Magdalene um, the concept and the art of self-realization, how to self-realize, um, in much the way that he had self-realized. Um, and he also taught this to some of his apostles. So fascinating piece of information there. And, I guess it makes you wonder why um, this has been potentially scrubbed from the Bible. Um, probably not a, 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 a um, probably not a shock. Probably not um, too hard to understand. Is that um, when we know of uh, certainly the um, the early Christian um, forefathers um, and uh, certainly. The continued tradition in the Catholic churches today is one of abstinence, um, one of abstinence to to save themselves from God, um, which and having a powerful woman would have threatened this narrative, um, so they couldn't have had their uh, Messiah and their only Son of God cavorting uh, and having sexual relations with a uh, with a powerful woman, so. Um, Perhaps this is why they turned into a lowly prostitute. Um, but again, not surprised because we, we also know that so much has been left out of the, the, the modern Bible. Um, there are the lost Gospels and many other teachings of Jesus that um, are still to come to light. But anyway, I digress. Um, another information or another um, fact that... Um, as he said, scholars and, and uh, authors have uh, attributed or have drawn parallels with, with Julius Caesar's that um, Judas uh, betrayed Jesus, whereas uh, Brutus uh, betrayed Julius Caesar. 
and Brutus being in Julius Caesar's uh, compatriot and friend uh, in much the same way that uh, Judas was a, a, an apostle and a friend of Jesus. Um, Jesus is accused of declaring himself king of the Jews while Julius Caesar is declare, accused of declaring himself king of the Romans. Um, Jesus was born by the star of Bethlehem. Julius Caesar was declared a saint by the star of Caesar. And Jesus Christ was stabbed to death on the cross. Um, Julius Caesar was stabbed to death on his throne. Um, and both Jesus and Caesar hung on a cross and were crucified. Both are dressed in red royal robes. Both were a crown on their heads, a laurel wreath and a crowd of thorns. And one final fact is that the Shroud of Turin may also have belonged to Julius Caesar because both of them were killed by being injured in almost the same places. So a lot of parallels between the story of Julius Caesar and Jesus Christ, which has led to, um, as I said, authors and scholars um, suggesting that uh, the story of Christ came from the story of uh, Caesar. But again, once again, uh, in the same way that um, the um, story of Jesus being a sun god and a archaeological or astrological figure has been refuted, um, there is uh, much ref- refusion about uh, the parallels between Julius Caesar and Jesus Christ. Um, many actually think that uh, the story of Julius Caesar has been borrowed from Jesus the Christ rather than the other way around. Um, an interesting point about the cross is that uh, Jesus is said to um, being born under the consolation of the Southern Cross, the, um, which is where the, uh, the cross comes from. Um, it wasn't actually a, a real cross. So we've seen uh, or we've talked about the origins of Jesus' name. Um, how Jesus shares uh, his title of Christ um, in common with uh, the the original Buddha and also the state of consciousness is also attributed to Krishna um, and also how he shares many of his um, so-called facts or the so-called facts regarding his life or his um, the story is said to have been um, attributed and borrowed and assimilated from, from earlier gods. And also we um, have Jesus identified as a as a um, as a actual person, as a famous Caesar. Another point that um, of contention uh, besides these here is that um, in the Bible there is nothing of Jesus' life from the age of around 13 until around 29 or 30. Um, there are no mention of where he was, what he done um, for these ages. So th- this is again, this has allowed a lot of people um, to dismiss the story of Jesus and um, to suggest that it is made up as well. Um, but once again, there are there are sources of information out there to suggest that um, th- th- that suggests there isn't stuff known about his life. There is information about um, where he was from the ages of 13 to 29, 30. And a lot of this information um, suggests that Jesus traveled. He traveled um, to various lands and various places. 
learning of many esteemed masters and various philosophies and um, earlier religions. Um, because obviously Jesus was not a Christian. Christianity grew up around the story of Jesus um, and has obviously become much distorted over time, um, becoming perhaps not little to do with what he, he taught, but um, deifying him rather than uh, trying to emulate uh, what it is that he, that he um, suggested. Um, you could also say that uh, Jesus was in fact a Jew because he, this was the, the religion that was predominant um, in the area that he uh, was born and grew up in. So he, he was a, in fact a Jew. Um, but as I said, he is said to have traveled and learned of many different philosophies um, and many different religions. Um, meant to have traveled India, to Afghanistan, Tibet. And some of the, the so-called evidence for this here comes from a 19th century Russian doctor who was called Nicholas Nodovich, who traveled extensively throughout India, Tibet, Afghanistan, Pakistan, um, and documented his, his, uh, his discoveries and his, um, what, he, what he learned there. At some point in his journey, this uh, this Nicholas Nolovich broke his leg, and he uh, was recuperating and holed up in the Hamas Monastery in Tibet. At some point there, he was shown or came across two yellowed volumes, two thick volumes that were titled "The Life of Saint Isa" or Saint Isa. Um, as this was in Tibetan, this needed to be translated. Um, and there were apparently 224 volumes of the St. Isa or St. Isa in this Buddhist monastery. Um, Isa translates to Son of God and it was explained um, to this Russian uh, doctor um, that this St. Isa was in fact the Jesus of, uh, of Christian um, Christian faith that this was in fact the mythical Jesus and that Jesus had come there to be tutored by Vedic scholars in Buddhist and Vedic philosophy um, from the ages of 13 to 29 and that these 224 volumes were about the life of Jesus um, as known to the, the Vedic and Buddhist scholars and philosophers and monks who taught him. And so um, this Russian doctor, Nicholas Nodovich, took it upon himself to get these volumes translated from, um, from Tibetan into, um, into, I would imagine, uh, Russian at the time, where they were eventually translated into to English. Um, and he wrote a book upon it. He wrote a book, which is... Uh, which is available for download. Um, I'll put that into the, the, the notes, um, into the links. And it was explained to, explained to, um, to Nicholas Nodovitz that uh, Jesus was a great, great Buddha, far greater than all of the lamas um, that preceded him. 
um, and that he was one of the original Buddhists. Um, um, as I said before, um, this was one of the um, this was one of the similarities between uh, the, the the Buddha and, um, and and Jesus. Um, so, um, as I said before, Jesus uh, can't be known then as a Buddha, and this is this is why because. Um, Buddha obviously just means enlightened one, um, and so Jesus was in fact an enlightened one. He obtained enlightenment, but on top of that, according to this uh, this Nicholas Nodovitz, according to this book about the life of Saint Isa, um, uh, that uh, Jesus was actually taught uh, Buddhist and Vedic philosophy, um, and became. A, a great, great Buddha um, due to these teachings. Another interesting point is that um, when a Buddha or a Lama dies, the monks um, who are responsible for the education and uh, welfare of that Buddha um, believe that uh, this Buddha or Lama is reincarnated into the world again um, as a child. And so the search begins then for the next reincarnation of the Buddha, um, um, what actually happens when they discover a child um, that they believe to to be this reincarnation of the previous Buddha? Um, they inform the parents. The child is left alone to to live with uh, the parents until they're old enough, and then they are taken away with the parents' permission to be taught and educated in Buddhist philosophy, and also. Um, taught and uh, try to to impress upon them um, their uh, and try to jog their original memories of their previous incarnation um, and you may wonder why a 13 year old would be would be allowed to be taken away but you have to realize this is a great great honor for um, parents of a child um, more than likely a, a poor family um, to know that their child, their son, is a reincarnation of the most holiest um, person in their uh, philosophy. Um, it's not a religion. Um, and obviously that this child would be taught and well looked after. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an extreme honour. Um, there is no greater honour. Um, and so... Once again, this then would account for the missing years of Jesus from 13 to approximately 25 to 29. There's some speculation. This is what the three wise men actually were. Buddhist monks who had come to um, Bethlehem and had found the Jesus, the, the infant, and declared him to be the reincarnation of the next Lama. The head of the Buddhist sect, um, apparently the head of the Buddhist sect at the time, apparently confirmed these 224 volumes, um, confirmed them to another Russian, a Nicholas Rodovich, who travelled around these area and um, 1952 um, had access to this monastery and uh, this, as he said, this head of this Buddhist monastery, I can't pronounce the name, 
Duroka, Duroka, and Kurpa, and that may be a terrible, terrible pronunciation, but the this uh, this monastery is named after this uh, this uh, this um, head of the monastery. He apparently confirmed to this Nicholas Rulich, um about the 224-volume um, of St. Isa or Jesus. And um, Nicholas Rodich then um, wrote extensively about this, about Jesus' life um, in India and in Tibet. This may have actually been the, the title of the book, The Life of St. Isa or Jesus in India and Tibet. There's also um, a belief um, in this region um, by by locals um, that uh, that Jesus didn't actually die upon the cross and instead returned to these parts because he obviously spent most of his formative life um, in this region um, and was widely popular and widely known and widely respected as a, as a great, great Buddha. So there's a, um, a great um, love for St. Dice or Jesus um, the, the Jesus that is known to, to the people of this region. And as I said, there's a belief in this area that he didn't actually die upon the cross and instead returned to these parts and lived out the rest of his life. And I think it was around 80 years he was meant to have lived, dying in the Kashmir region of the Indian subcontinent. Um, there is a grave that is around there um, that is meant to, to be the remains of a great saint. Now, the thing to understand about these, um, about both Nicholas Rodich, who wrote this book of St. Isa, and also the, um, the the doctor, who was also Nicholas uh, Nurovich. And there's a lot of controversy around this, and today um, their, their stories are not believed. They're believed to be fraudulent. Um, there's apparently a confession um, from either one or both of these men that uh, they made the story up, um, that there was no 224 volume, there was no um, St. Isa, there was no um, monks or head of the monastery who um, confirmed this, this um, these stories. And a lot of scholars who have examined Jesus and um, the uh, the Buddhist philosophy and um, the, the 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 time and the dates and the traditions um, of those times have uh, dismissed these stories as as nonsense. Um, there's also a lot of uh, con- controversy, but there's also a lot of um, dismissal um, of of this fact that Jesus was perhaps a Buddhist monk as the teachings of Jesus or the philosophy of Jesus is not compatible with Buddhist philosophy. Um, so once again, um, find that uh, some of these uh, stories um, in much the same way that um, the idea or the concept of Jesus as Julius Caesar and the Jesus um, ever existed um, Jesus is a sun god um, that there's a lot of uh, controversy a lot of opinion on both sides of the argument um, there is um, a lot of um, as I said depart debunking and dismissing of uh, 
this uh, this idea, this story, apparently, of this um, Saint Isa being Jesus or Jesus being a Buddhist monk. My own uh, thoughts upon this here is that um, I, you would wonder why, I guess, um, would someone make this story up? Um, is there indeed somehow a 224 volume thing of this? Perhaps, um, perhaps this, uh, or perhaps these people found that um, the, perhaps they found that the interest um, or the um, the clamoring to to perhaps go to these places to to research these stories for themselves brought too much attention to to the area. Um, and it was never the intention of the 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 Buddhist sect or the the monastery to to ever receive this attention. So perhaps um, if these stories were redacted, perhaps um, or they or they no, perhaps if these stories were redacted, um, it might have been for that reason there to preserve the privacy of the monastery, or perhaps. Um, Maybe this is maybe there's been dismissed disinformation put out um, by um, people interested in maintaining the status quo of, of the story of Jesus, um, as that uh, Jesus was the only Son of God, um, and because once again this would threaten um, that whole um, mythology and religion that had grown up around Jesus, um, the the power. Um, that uh, this religion of Christianity had over over the, the, the population and um, the, the worldly population it would it would not do um, much good for Christianity to have Jesus um, or facts about Jesus emerge that uh, he had studied um, Buddhism and, and learned under Buddhist monks who knows but um, I think uh, once we go on into this this podcast, we will we will see um, more information that um, seems to back up this idea that Jesus travelled to to um, to India and Tibet and learned off many masters and much philosophies. So the next uh, the next fascinating um, piece of information that we're going to discuss in here is comes from a, an autobiography. Of a uh, of a man who is widely remembered as Yogananda, um, he uh, he was a, a man who um, published this book in 1946. Yogananda um, was born in 1893 in India, and throughout his childhood and his uh, young adult life. He spent many years searching for great spiritual truth and for a guru who could teach him um, great spiritual truths. His, uh, his mother and um, the, I guess the, the whole Indian community um, at the time uh, widely revered um, great yogis and great gurus um, who were um, said to perform great miracles um, said to uh, have been great saints themselves names such as Sri Yogeshwar, Larry Masha, many others um, but 
in his autobiography um, of himself and his life and his interaction with these great um, great gurus, great saints, uh, Yogananda um, states that uh, one day he found his uh, one day he found his his great teacher, his great guru, after encountering many other great gurus who were able to um, do great things. There was um, a guru who was able to manifest um, the smell of perfume into his hand at any time. There was a guru who had uh, learned how to wrestle tigers and take down tigers with his bare hands. There was a guru who never slept um, and was able to perform uh, really miraculous feats and did not sleep, had not slept in in, in, uh, years. Um, But he felt that uh, that these gurus were were not enough, that uh, they could not teach him the the great spiritual truths that he wanted. Um, But in this autobiography, he eventually came across his his guru. Um, He was eventually found his guru um, and explained that it was, he was fated to meet um, his guru. His guru had actually been waiting upon him many, many years. His guru was a man called Sri Yukteswar. Sri Yukteswar was a great guru, a great master. Um, and Yogananda recounts um, so many amazing facts and so many amazing feats um, that Sri Yukteswar was, was able to perform and was able to do. And Sri Yukteswar was able to uh, telepathically communicate with him over great distances. He was able to read mind, his mind and many others. He was able to predict the deaths of some of his friends. He was able to heal people who seemed to be incurable. He was able to um, influence the minds of, of certain people. Um, along with many other things, he never seemed to get sick. He um, ate very, very little. Um, just a, more than that, um, a lot, lot more than that, and, and held great philosophy and, and imparted great wisdom to, to Yogananda. Um, but it's, it's and, and also regaled him with great stories of his own guru um, who taught him. Sri Yukteswar's own guru was a man called Larry Masha. Larry Masha is almost legendary in, um, in the feats um, that he was able to perform. Um, almost uh, feats in the same way that, uh, that almost Jesus would have been able to do. Or perhaps Larry Masha was able to perform feats um, in a similar vein to, to Jesus. Um, such as the art of levitation being in two places at once, so many other so-called miracles, um, healing people, um, psychic abilities, um, uh, clairvoyance, um, just great, great, um, great feats appearing um, to people after his death. Um, I'm trying to think what else. This is just recall from memory. Um, just knowing the future, um, predicting that uh, 
you know, that uh, predicting to Yogananda's mother um, that he would be a great uh, spiritual teacher and um, telling her that uh, when the time came, she was to, to give um, Yogananda a, 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 an ornament um, which he wanted when he uh, eventually received it. Um, many, many years later, it, it disappeared from his hand. Um, also, that even after Larry Marsh's death, when Yogananda was deathly sick on his deathbed, his mother um, prayed to him, and I think he had a vision of him. And he, to, to everyone's astonishment, he um, he returned from uh, uh, a near death state. So this was uh, Sri Yogeshwar's um, guru, Larry Masha. Sri Yogeshwar, obviously being an, an amazing character, amazing figure. Um, but he was taught by this fable Larry Masha, um, who was his guru. Now, before that, where did Larry Masha learn this? Larry Masha was taught by a figure who is extremely mythological, extremely mythological in the same way that Jesus Christ is mythological. Um, and this, uh, this figure, um, is again one of these uh, one of these figures that we we don't particularly have much of any real actual proof of. Um, this figure is known as Babaji, Babaji the the deathless one, um, Babaji the the ascended master, um, Babaji the the, um, the the miracle worker, the deathless Babaji. Babaji is. Uh, uh, believed to have lived for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. Um, his this that is his his physical incarnation upon this earth. He is said to to roam the Himalayan mountains, um, somehow or some on some occasions making his his presence known to the world, um, with a small band of select followers, um, um, sometimes taking on a a a, a, a disciple. Um, over time, Babaji is uh, on a par, um, as in with with uh, I don't mean on a par, what as in um, I mean as a, as a someone who is uh, so self-realized, so heavenly ascended that um, he is said in in the book um, of Yogananda. Um, when Yogananda is, is uh, recounting tales told to him um, by his guru, who was told by his guru again, Larry Masha, um, of of witnessing people brought back to life by Babaji, um, of of um, simply disappearing and reappearing, of floating, um, levitating over waters, um, of uh, visualizing and manifesting an entire palace into being. So Babaji is, is one of these great ascended masters, these fabled masters who are said to, to look over the earth um, and have had that state of consciousness um, that um, allows them to, to be legendary. Um, so this Babaji who taught Larry Masha 
who then taught Sri Yogeshwar, who then taught Yogananda, is said um, in Yogananda's book um, to have rebrought and um, reintroduced this ancient technique um, called Kriya Yoga, um, which is a uh, a a a a form of um, self-realization, a practice that enables the practitioner um, to self-realize, to pierce the veil, if you like, that separates this earthly physical world and those higher spiritual realms, um, and to allow them to, to remember who they are beyond this physical life. Um, and with that comes a great state of consciousness and um, it allows them to utilize great spiritual abilities such as miracles that were performed by Jesus and um, Babaji and perhaps to a lesser extent Larry Masha and then Sri Yogeshwar to um, allow them then that state of Samhari which is that um, state of self-realization that um, merging or merging of consciousness with the with the creator itself, um, the the raising of the kundalini, and um, whatever it is that you want to call. It. But Larry Masha, um, Larry Masha is told by Babaji. Babaji was uh, took Larry Masha as his his um, his disciple, his original disciple. Um, back in the 1900s um, and he was the first one or he taught Larry Masha. Larry Masha is the first one to have learned this Kriya Yoga of Babaji and Babaji um, told or taught this to, to Larry Masha with this, uh, with this statement. He said the Kriya Yoga is a revival of the same science which Krishna gave millennia ago to Arjuna and was later known to Patanjali and to Christ, St. John, St. Paul, and other disciples. So we can see this, um, this link, this um, link once again between um, Jesus um, and uh, Buddhism and um, these uh, these great philosophies and these great um, characters of, of India and, and beyond. Um, so it is said that uh, in this, this Babaji is saying that uh, this, this technique of self-realization was known to Christ. Um, it, was, uh, it was brought um, or as a revival of, of, of this, this technique which was originally the technique which was um, given by Krishna to, to, um, to Arjuna and Patanjali. So as I said before, we can see links both again now between Krishna and Christ, this Krishna consciousness, this Christ consciousness would appear to be the state of realization which um, is brought on upon by this um, science or this technique of Kriya Yoga, which teaches the science or realization 
or this self-realization, which is state of Christ consciousness or Krishna consciousness. Another story that gives weight to, to this link between Babaji and, and, and Jesus is that um, when Jesus decided to, to roam these lands many thousands of years ago, um, it was actually Babaji. As I said, remember, Babaji is, is uh, the fabled sainted master who is um, rumored to have lived for hundreds, if not thousands of years. It was actually Babaji himself who initiated Jesus. He took Jesus as a disciple and initiated um, Jesus into Kriya Yoga. And um, this comes from a disciple of Babaji, Gura Deve, um, who states that Jesus received yoga training when in uh, Banares, which uh, today is uh, Yura Nushi, um, in, in, I, I believe this may be in Pakistan, um, but it is still called Banares. Um, further on top of that, adding more um, weight to, to this link between Babaji and uh, Jesus, it seems that uh, Jesus um, returned the um, returned the. I wouldn't even say returned the favor, but another link between Babaji and and Jesus is that it is then um, it is said that. Uh, it was Jesus who appeared to Babaji long after his death and uh, gave Babaji a task of finding someone to spread this Kriya Yoga from um, the select few in, in India um, at the time and um, to spread it to the West, to the masses, so the people, more people could self-realize, more people could realize who they truly were um, more people could have that connection um, beyond this earthly body with no uh, higher realms and ultimately with, uh, with the creator itself. So it is said that uh, it was Jesus who appeared to Babaji and asked Babaji to, to find someone and to, to spread this. Um, and ultimately this is how Yogananda um, ended up going to America. Um, it was to be Yogananda who was this um, who was this person, um, this uh, chosen one um, to, to, to spread Kriya Yoga to the West. Um, and it was in America that uh, Yogananda wrote his book and explained all of this. Um, it was uh, after Jesus appeared to, to Babaji and after Babaji then um, found his uh, his di disciple, his initiate, and taught him Kriya Yoga. He waited until his disciple Larry Masha found his own disciple who happened to be um, Sri Yogeshwar and trained him. He waited until uh, Sri Yogeshwar was um, adept enough in his training and appeared to Sri Yogteswar and told him that it would be Sri Yogteswar's disciple who was the chosen one to go west 
and fulfill the task of Jesus and Babaji. And Yogananda recounts this in his book that um, it was Sri Yogeshwar who told him this story. So when you read uh, Yogananda's autobiography or if you listen to it, it's, a, it's available on YouTube. Um, you will then begin to understand and, and realize the, the very um, interwoven connections between um, Jesus um, and many other saints and, and uh, gurus um, and yogis um, and begin to realize then when a lot of these miracles, so-called miracles, are uh, higher feats higher powers or abilities are demonstrated or talked about and um, that it makes uh, what Jesus done not unique as um, as Christian philosophy as Christian Christian religion would, would have his belief but then we begin to understand how Jesus was able to do what he done and um, perhaps only to a higher degree um, to that of uh, the level of Babaji um, but we begin to understand how it was that uh, Jesus was able to do how, what he was and how it was that he was able to do it through the, the technique that was taught to him, um, through uh, which was Kriya Yoga, um, and how then he was able to obtain the state of consciousness that he was able to obtain. And obviously, through this autobiography, we... Um, we, we, we find more links and more ties and more um, perhaps evidence that suggests that uh, Jesus did indeed visit India and perhaps also Tibet and perhaps this would lend further weight to the idea that um, Jesus did indeed um, live and study in the Hemis Monastery and was known as St. Isa or St. Isa.